1: What's going on everyone welcome back to another edition of the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast i am your host lance lynn thanks so much for tuning in it is tuesday august 3rd and on today's episode we are going to talk about perhaps the hottest team on the recruiting trail that is the penn state nittany lions as of right now they currently sit at the top in the 24 7 sports team recruiting rankings passing ohio state because of quinn ewer's decision to skip his senior season and reclassify to the 2021 class and look james franklin and his staff, they were absolutely on fire in July, securing double-digit commitments. So joining me and on the line now, in fact, to talk Penn State recruiting is Sean Fitz of 247 Sports, lions247.com. Sean, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Let's do it. I want to start with this past weekend, obviously a quiet period in the recruiting calendar, and Penn State had a, had a big weekend, to say the least. The Lash Bash, it's an annual event that James Franklin and his staff put on. Can you just run through some of the visitor lists, some of the profile names that were at the last bash, and just the overall reaction that the commits had from the weekend in Happy Valley?
0: Well, you, you start and you look at the 2022 class, which is up to 24 commits right now. So you think a lot of this stuff is going to be focused on 2023, 2024. So a lot of quality underclassmen, but that 22 list was actually pretty good. We expected one or two uncommitted guys ended up being three or four of those guys. And now KJ Winston committed on Saturday. He's a safety from Maryland. is a guy that I really like a lot. Uh, rangy guy back there, but he came up and he actually announced his commitment at two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. But, you know, we knew he was coming up to the lash bash um, on top of that. They got a commitment that night from abdul carter um, who has put up some absolutely freakish numbers at nearly 64 235 as a linebacker as a guy that they had come ke- come to camp in early June and were just kind of blown away by made him a priority target he went he he's been up to campus three times this summer so they turned that into a commitment on Saturday night they uh one of the really interesting ones here Tyrese Fearbury decommitted from Penn State last week you know we had heard that he was at Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's always going to be he's a, he's a city league kid Pittsburgh's always going to be Prevalent in that recruitment, Auburn, Kentucky also had official visits in June. He decommitted from Penn State late last week. Popped up on campus this weekend, so that's going to be one for the long run. That's just going to have people going back and forth all over that one. Andre Roy from uh, Maryland made it up as well, so a really good collection of 22 on top of most of their class of 20 uh, of 2022, which ranks number two on 24/7 Sports behind Ohio State right now. So just a very another one of those productive weekends since June started. They were able to get guys back on campus. That was such a big thing for them. especially last year when they took a big step back in terms of their their class as a whole just they they've had it working it's been a it's been a machine since the start of june july there was 11 or 12 commitments i've actually lost count um, of how many there were because there was so many but uh, it's been a really 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 productive summer for penn state in the 22 class and then they're trying to set the table for 2023 dante moore five-star quarterback from uh, detroit was out tamir robinson from pittsburgh a guy that i really really like a lot he was uh he's been on campus two or three times this summer already nick harb which I don't think a lot of people know about, but this kid legitimately could end up on the Olympic team as a sprinter, 6'4", Uh, nearly 6'5", 225, ran a 10.38 recently in the 100 meters on an FAT time, which is just absolutely insane. But yeah, those underclassmen lists are are really good too. So Penn State trying to parlay the the success that they have right now in the 22 class, they want to hopefully roll that over in 23. Got a good start with Alex Birchmeyer a couple of weeks ago, um, a top 50 player in 24-7 sports rankings. So there's a lot going right. As much as went wrong last year for Penn State in in the 2021 cycle, they seem to have at least righted the ship for the time being and and they're doing really well right now.
1: And you know, you mentioned that obviously with recruits being able to return to campus, meet with coaches starting in June, the dead period is obviously ending that 15 or 16 month uh, long dead period. However, it was and how big that is for Penn State. And look, I'm from New Jersey. I've been to Penn State's campus plenty of times. I went to Rutgers myself, traveled to and from to see a couple of Rutgers Penn State games. Now, granted, obviously, they didn't go in my favor uh, very often, if at all. But I still, you know, I got to travel to Happy Valley. And check out the campus. And that's so important for Penn State to get kids on campus to be able to see everything that is Beaver Stadium and all the facilities. And they really were able to take that June recruiting period and transform it into what was an unbelievable July and, you know, you mentioned 11, 12 commitments. They were able to just get, you know, guy after guy, uh, Deny Dennis Sutton, Nicholas Singleton, Catron Allen, just to name a few, you know, all high force are guys that could definitely make an impact early on in their Penn State careers. Where did this July come from? Because like you said, you look at the 2021 class compared to 2022 and that 21 class might've been a little disappointing, obviously in the short and big 10 season, Penn State didn't have the, um, the on-field success that they, they would have wanted, but this 2022 class and the month of July is just... Just unbelievable. I mean, Penn State is far and away the hottest school on the recruiting trail in this past 30 to 45 days. I mean, they're just, it seems like everyone who gets on campus is committing for the Nittany Lions and James Franklin is just doing a, an unbelievable job this past month they
0: really threw a ton of their time and resources at that official visit window. And, you know, you, you kind of play in your head, what kind of numbers you're looking for. If you get a quarter of those guys to commit, you're, you're in pretty good shape. They just kept getting guys on campus. I mean, besides the, the normal name or the names that you said, more regional guys. And that's typically how Penn state has built its class from the inside out. But guys like Zane Durant from Florida, Cam Miller from Florida, who's a top two, four, seven kid, Uh, just a bunch of guys that, uh, Katron Allen, as you mentioned, just guys from all over the place. um, We're building in are buying into this as well and and you're right you look at First off, you look at a map State College, Pennsylvania is not exactly the hotbed of, <laughs> of, of a talent pool of, you know, it's, it, you've got a couple hours to everywhere, but when you get on campus, it's something different. And this is something we talked about during the entire pandemic and Penn State probably suffered more than any other school. Uh, when you talk about guys that, you know, or, or, or prospects that couldn't get to get out here and, and check things out. And, it, and it's, it's more of a feeling than a, than, than a seeing and believing type thing. And, and that's really something that Penn State has been, uh, is kind of different differentiated themselves against some of his competitors over the years is when they get kids on campus, they have a really good success rate. So not being able to get guys in for an entire year, just you can see how that result would would take shape. This year, they started with a good base, guys like Caden Saunders, Drew Shelton, those guys that typically you're you're talking about competing with some really top tier programs right there. And they were able to get them to stick. They've had uh, you know troubles in the last couple of cycles, getting some really good prospects on Dante Thornton, uh, Nick Elksness in the last uh, cycle, guys that... you know, could be potential difference makers. And they kind of sat around and were the one or two guys in the class for a long time. With this cycle, First off, it's a good cycle in Pennsylvania. You've got uh, guys like Drew Shelton, Mackay Flowers, Anthony Ivey, Ken Talley in Philly. And the peer recruiting that this group has done has really made all the difference. You, you've got a guy like Jerry Cross out in Wisconsin who was one of Penn State's first commits, never been on campus, kind of read the tea leaves there and you think, okay, he's not going to be able to visit for a year. He's obviously going to check out his other options, obviously going to uh, do some other things, explore all kinds of things. And it just didn't happen. And that's, that's really what's amazing to me is this core group of guys that they've had on cam- or, uh, in the class for nearly a year. Year, Saunders was last July, Cross was last July, uh, Shelton, I believe it was early September. They've stuck together and, the, and they've really done a nice job of doing the coaching staff's work for them. And that's not the uh, belaying, <laughs> belaying what the coaching staff has been able to do, but when you hear it from your peers, it's different. And this group has done a really nice job of setting that table. And then when those kids could get to campus in the summer, something was something was there clicking for them. So it's really impressive job by the staff, which which saw some turnover before that 2021 cycle. And then of course they weren't able Taylor Stubblefield, John scott guys like that were not able to get in front of these kids and and some are dynamic recruiters some are not but a lot of these guys if you if you can't Recruit a kid in person it's not going to work. So I, I think that that's something that that just sort of clicked, and and I don't want to call it the perfect storm because they they haven't hit on all their guys, but they've done a really good job of, of of locking down longtime targets. And It's not like they're going out and just offering guys just to offer guys and get them in the class. There's I think there's a lot of quality, and when you look at the twenty four seven sports rankings, they're number two behind Ohio State. Well, that's kind of apples and oranges. Ohio State's class is absolutely ridiculous, but Penn State's class is still very good. This is a class that you know will probably as as other schools catch up in numbers will trickle down a little bit, but probably not as far as you would think. We've seen this with with other schools in the past. We've actually seen it with Penn State a couple of years ago as well. We'll trickle down into the teens. I think this is a top 10 class and I think it's going to stick as such.
1: And I think one huge get, especially in the, in the month of July, was Deny Dennis Sutton obviously out of Maryland. He's a top 50 player in the 24-7 sports composite. Beating out Alabama, who he took an official visit to. Beating out Georgia, who he took an official visit to. Being able to win competitions like that for recruits as impactful as Denai Dennis Sutton, I think just makes waves in the recruiting world. And I think being able to use that momentum of getting him just only helped the July that James Franklin was able to have, because if you're other recruits and you see a guy like Denny Dennis Sutton choosing Penn State over Alabama, choosing Penn State over Georgia among the many offers that he had, it really helps, I think, the Penn State recruiting brand. And it helps to see that, you know, you come to Penn State, you join this class, you're going to be joined throughout your three to four years by other, you know, top notch, high quality, high level players that, are going to, you know, help make an impact and help Penn State ultimately succeed in their goal of possibly catching Ohio State for the top of the Big Ten East.
0: That's James Franklin's best recruiting win. And that's that's saying something that, that he's eight years into this job. They went four and five last year, and there's a lot of connections there. Penn State's done extremely well at McDonough, has three guys on the roster. Uh, two of them are going to start this year. So there's a lot going for Penn State, but to beat Alabama and Georgia who actually wanted him. And, and we all know there's a difference between beating, you know, of course, p- of this, this guy picked this school over this school when there's 300 offers out is not exactly the, the the litmus test there, but took official visits to Georgia and Alabama. You know, we thought he was going to Georgia for a short period of time. Um, they were able to turn that back around, which is something that Penn State struggled with is they've been in position for a lot of really good prospects and at the end kind of fizzled out. This has kind of been different and, and denied a Sutton number 50 in the 24-7 sports composite rankings didn't have a junior season. So I'm interested to see if that's a, I love this kid. He's, he's the total package. He's uh you know, on the field, just a, a phenomenal player off the field, maybe even better. Just a, one of those kids you, you get your root for no matter where he ends up, but that's a big, that's a guy that you can build your class around. And then, then when you've got guys like Nick Singleton, as you mentioned, Caden Saunders, Drew Shelton as well, a couple of really good quarterbacks, Drew Aller and uh, Bo prabula as well. There's just so many pieces in this class that, that add up to, okay, this is, this is one that could, could get them back in the right direction. You went four and five last year, not a ton of juice but you've turned it into this now all of a sudden is it a turning point in year eight I don't know I can't tell the future but it seems like it's it's, it's trending in that direction
1: and you mentioned Drew Aller and Bo prabala you know they often say that obviously quarterbacks are kind of the headliners of the class now granted Aller and Prabala aren't the highest rated in this Penn State class that does go to Dennis Sutton and Singleton one and two, but getting those two quarterback commits, especially Aller, who obviously was in the elite 11. Did that, in your opinion, help Penn State, you know, just being able to get guys, especially skill players and be able to show them like these are the two guys that are going to be throwing you the ball throughout your three to four years here in Happy Valley? You know,
0: it's interesting because you look at the makeup of Penn State's class and, and Caden Saunders was the first guy in a really good wide receiver. He's their number three commit, according to the composite. Uh, you got Anthony Ivey, who's I think is a phenomenal player. He was in really early. Probula was in at that point, but but Oller's the guy that kind of moves the needle. He's number 64 in 24-7 sports rankings, number 136 in the composite. And I think that'll go up after his showing at the Elite 11. But yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those things where you can point and you can say, oh, we've got what we think is one of our quarterbacks of the future. <laughs> you're not sure who's going to win that battle. prabula is a heck of a play. I mean, Drew Aller's got everything you look for in terms of a prototype, in terms of if you're building a quarterback, a pro stock quarterback in Mike Yuricic's offense, it's probably what you're looking for. Probule is a winner. He took his team to uh, from York County to the, the 6A state title game, which does not happen in Pennsylvania. That's such a big deal. And he's just, he's a, he's a baller. He's kind of like the the Trace McSorley. And, and the easy comparison here, and it's not accurate, and I've said it on the Lions 24-7 podcast, as many times, the easy comparison you've got Prabula as Trace McSorley, you've got uh, Aller as Christian Hackenberg, and obviously that hasn't turned out how people or that one didn't turn out how people thought it would. But just in terms of there's no doubt who you're going to pick if you're building an NFL franchise, but at the same time, Prabula is really good and he can make a lot of things happen. So don't know which way this turns out, but you've got two guys in there, and Penn State's only has only has three scholarship quarterbacks on the roster at this point anyway lost Will Levis and Micah Bowens to the portal in the offseason. So, uh there's a, there's a lot to like about having your college class around two quarterbacks like that and, and two quarterback classes I mean, one guy can get the ball so obviously it's not going to turn out for one of these guys probably but it's just uh, it's a good spot to be in if you're Penn State because you can sell that and you've got complimentary pieces there you've got guys that can spread the football around I mentioned Jerry Cross a little bit earlier Tyler Johnson's a kid in Virginia just uh, in the middle of nowhere in Virginia came up ran a 4-4 for him that uh, at, at a private workout and they were blown away by him so they like his potential a lot um, and you've got some really good young skill players on the roster like Park Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert, Smith, and a couple of tight ends, and Brenton Strange and Theo Johnson, who I think are going to be really good. So you've got a base in that skill position that, that you've already started, and you've had some success there under this staff. So they're they're kind of building from the outside. And I, I wouldn't say that those guys jumped on board because they're their were quarterbacks because a, a lot of those guys were 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 here before Aller or were, were committed before Aller, you know, actually jumped on or even got his offer when Mike Yerushat arrived. So it's kind of a Chicken or egg thing, but it, it it's really been positive for Penn State. They can put a centerpiece of a class because that's a spot that they've they've struggled in the past is, is recruiting quarterback. You've you've had a ton of guys at skill positions and you know on, on the defensive line and, and and things like that, but never really came together. You had Justin Fields committed a few years ago, and that one fell apart, and that's kind of the closest that they got uh, to an elite guy. But it seems like they can find one in this class.
1: That's an interesting comparison you made between Aller and Prabola. You didn't don't, don't that. do it. Yeah. Don't Hackenberg. do it. I, I've warned fans.
0: It's, it's the easy comparison. It's yeah. the low hanging fruit. Yeah. It's not an accurate one. And I don't want to, I don't, course, I don't want accurate. that to be misconstrued. They still have their whole careers
1: but, in front of them, you know? <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where you've got the prototype versus the, the, the gamer and you know, yeah. it, it's funny in college football. You never know who's going to win that battle.
1: Yeah. And I, I think you have to commend uh, Prabula for one sticking around because obviously uh, Aller is the higher rated quarterback. He was in the elite 11. He is the one, I guess, getting more of those accolades compared to Prabula. But clearly, like you said, he he's a gamer and he likes the competition and he stuck around in this recruiting class and is willing to be in a kind of two quarterback class being the lower rated one, uh, which often, you know, doesn't happen. Now, looking forward for Penn State, what comes next because this recruiting class they have I think 23 or 24 commits now they're number two in the country only I think a quarter of a point uh, in the team rankings behind Ohio State you know is this class full are they looking to take maybe one or two more you know what's next for James Franklin here on the recruiting trail is this just a matter of making sure they keep everyone
0: I mean, they're, they're going to, well, first off, yeah, you're right. You got to, you got to recruit all these guys all the way through, just, as mentioned, just lost Tyrese Fearby last week. So they would be at 25 right now. Um, had that not been the case, but you've got to keep them. You want to take as many as you possibly can, but space is, is going to run out at some point. I mean, let's, let's be honest. This is a numbers game. This is not a, you know, an exercise in, in psychology or anything like that. Uh, it's, it, it's one of those things where you've got to keep you, keep the guys you have because you've got the guys that you want, but they would still love to add a wide receiver. they st- they had Andre green on campus last week, who's a, really really good prospect from Virginia don't think they end up with him but he's phenomenal uh, Darius Clemens took an official visit from the west coast Amari Evans is a guy in Texas that, that they really love came up and ran a 4-3 for him or during a private workout so you'd love another receiver you'd love another offensive lineman Emil Wagner and Andre Royer out there linebacker kind of is is kind of full but you, you know if you would take a guy like Jay Sean Barham and uh, I mean there's, there's just so many options out there they're in a spot where they have more options and more legitimate targets than they have spaces left but that's what you want I mean that's the that's what you want in any class. You'd rather run out of space and turn guys away uh, than to be scrambling like they were um, in, in 2021 just to, to see who would be the next guy up. So um, they've done a nice job. You look at that recruiting class as, a, as I mentioned should not compare Penn State and Ohio State's recruiting class. Ohio State's recruiting class is is crazy, but just 15 commits, 24 commits for Penn State. And you look you look down the list. Alabama's got 14. Notre Dame's the closest thing in the top 10 with 19 commits. So the numbers kind of skew the the overall rankings, but but you look at that average, ninety point four seven, and that's with a punter, the nation's number two punter. Um, so you, you really like what's in there: fourteen composite four stars, ten composite three stars, and and this is not a spot where they're you know just throwing out offers to to fill up the class. I think they're in a pretty good spot moving forward.
1: Well, regardless of whether they finish two, whether they finish five or ten in the team ranking, this Penn State recruiting class was was a great one and if they finish all the way through like they are now will be a great one for james franklin and his staff you can follow him on twitter at sean fitz 247 he covers Penn State recruiting for 24-7 sports, lions247.com. That'll do it for today's episode. Remember to keep an eye on 247sports.com for all the buzz on your favorite team. And remember, if you want to hear more about Penn State and Nittany Lions recruiting, make sure to check out the Lions 247 podcast. You can find it everywhere that you find this one. For Sean Fitz, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening. Tune in later this week for more episodes of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.